Welcome to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by PlusOneCommunity.com. The podcast to get a little bit healthier, to have a little more fun for a little while longer. Now get ready to learn something with host Gerald Mays and Chef Roberta Hagetta. Welcome to the People Like Us podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Mays, and this is Chef, Chef Roberto Higuera. Exactly. I knew it. <laughs> I even mouthed it. <laughs> I knew you were doing that. So, man, what's up, bro? Not much, man. I'm, you just had a birthday a little while ago. How you feeling? Feeling good. I still, uh, still feel a little groggy, I guess you can say from it, man. I'm not used to staying up so late anymore. I guess it is true, you know, the older you get, like the more rest you uh, older, the older you get, you're the ripe old age of 28. Yeah, but still I mean, Peyton Manning's prime. Oh, yeah. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> don't talk That's to what me I'm just about saying, old, being old. Like older. I'm not saying like being old. I'm OK, saying I'm yeah. Old, just, you know, just make sure you clarify be, that. Be, man. Being older, you know, it's it's. OK, maybe. And I might seem like that older. Old. Than I don't want to make myself seem like I'm like extremely old, but. You know, the older I'm getting, though, I, I do like you know start seeing these little changes uh, that go on. Like what? What are what are the changes that are happening now that you're getting older? I'll tell you mine. Oh well, I know you for sure. First. For sure is recovery. You know, okay. recovery has definitely not been the the same as I I remember it, and that goes down to like uh, like I remember my hangovers. Um, I before I used to be thinking like I was invincible. Um, like, dude, I don't get hangovers. I can drink all day. That that shortly ended. Um, recovery from from workouts. I, oh, yeah. I, I tend to be a little, little bit sore more than I usually uh, remember. Like recovering from, usually it'd be like a day or two, and I'm good to go. Now it's like three, four days maybe. Um, so that's another thing that I've noticed. And then uh, sometimes I think it could just be me, but my my memory sometimes kind of fails me a little bit. No, that could be the drinking. That in, that could probably be it too for sure. So. Even though you don't even really drink like that, though. I don't. I don't either. Like I, oh, let me let me, you know, before I get called out by some people, I borderline alcoholic for sure. Oh, <laughs> and I have I have drastically cut back on my alcohol consumption over the last a lot, last little bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that that that's that's kind of crazy too because like. When I was in the Marine Corps, I used to be able to drink all night until three, four in the morning, Mm. wake up, not even wake up, like leave from the club, hit PTS at five in the morning, and then run six miles. Mile two, I throw up all my alcohol and then keep it pushing. Wow, that's Now, if I drink till four o'clock, I'm down until I'm down four days. Dude, for real. I mean, the same. My stomach won't work right. I don't have the taste for anything. My stomach bubbles and all types of stuff. It's crazy. Uh, And I hate it. I despise every minute of it. It makes you think about it now. Now it's like, if someone say, hey, man, you want to go out for a couple of drinks? Like, that's like a life decision. It's like, do (laughs) I really have four days to invest in in, in, in my recovery after that? Or if not, I'm like, nah, cool. I'm going to just stay here and watch SportsCenter. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think my friends understand that, and I, I I really hope they listen to this and like really understand. Like when I make my decisions, that's how I base them off yeah. of. Is like really thinking about: Do I have like an extra two days out of this week to really like be able to just sit back and really recover from all the damage that I'm doing to myself? Because exactly. if I don't, 
I'm sorry, guys, but I know that a couple of drinks is not going to be a couple of drinks. It's exactly. Gonna, exactly. You know? And that's the thing you have to <laughs> You got to know your crowd. If my wife said, hey, you want to go out for a couple of drinks, that usually means a couple of drinks. Mm. If my buddies <laughs> or my Marine Corps friends call me and say, hey, you want to go out for a couple of drinks? They're like, do you want to go out and get smashed? Yeah. No, thanks. However, um, I did want to take the opportunity to... Um, uh, a, a Marine Corps friend of mine passed away yesterday morning, and uh, I'd like to, you know, at least give him his recognition on my podcast as well. You know, Dustin Hernandez, you know, I love you, bro. You know, we it's, it's crazy that you can go to war and you can you can survive a war and then come home and die from something simple. And, you know, it's, it's a sad time for for my Marine Corps family and the unit that I was in. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to take that opportunity and time to say, Dustin Hernandez, man, we're thinking about you. We love you. And uh, we will be getting together on Wednesday in your honor. And we're we're probably going to get smashed for you, my brother. Rest in peace, my friend. (laughs) Rest in peace. So I do want to segue off into some other things and let's kind of get this show on the road. I didn't want to take it down that 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 path of being dark and everything like that. <laughs> I wanted to keep it light, but we do have a, a some major announcements for Plus One Community. Ooh, you ready? I am ready. So we now have a person who will be in charge of all of our recovery and oh, maintenance yes. work. So as of last week, Catherine Grusnovic from New Jersey. So we're based in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We have our dietitian who's based in Ohio. And then our recovery specialist is based in New Jersey. So yeah, we're super excited to have her on board. She's going to be... Welcome, Kathy. Welcome. Welcome. She's going to be the one that's going to take on all of our daily... So every week we program out... Um, what is that? Three, six... We programmed like 17 workouts and one we were looking into trying to make sure that we had one recovery day. And Catherine, she stepped into that spot and she would be doing our weekly recovery workouts as well as creating maintenance programs along the way as well. So we're super excited to have her on board. Kathy, welcome aboard and let's get into the show. Chef Roberto. Yes, sir. So there's been a topic on your mind, and we've been talking about this for a very long time, huh? Yes. And it's all geared around, like, it's all geared around being efficient in the kitchen. I think right? that's that's kind of where it comes and down ma- to. And, and managing this whole, like, like you're, you have to manage your expectations, your time and effort, so that it doesn't feel like a daunting task to be able to prepare meals or cook or meal prep or whatever terminology you want to use, but also understanding that it's still a necessity. We all have to eat and it's probably not a good idea to eat out every day. So you're going to have to cook some meals eventually at home eventually. Right. Yeah. And we want them to be healthy or healthier, but we also, we also want you to be efficient Right. Mm-hmm. So today, so today we're going to talk about mistakes people make in the kitchen, and this mm-hmm. is all geared towards being efficient, 
while also making sure that your meals are tasty. Yes. So, Roberto, just off the top, what are your views about about, about kitchen mistakes? How 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 common do you think they are? I think they're very common. It's it's kind of like one of those things just like with nutrition and exercise, you know, you see uh, sometimes like influencers or you know, people who are really famous in 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 the culinary industry. And it's not like they're doing anything bad, but like um, in in the style that they cook might not you know fit your lifestyle, or maybe you don't know the, quite the the principles of kind of cooking and want to jump in right away, and, and it just becomes so overwhelming that you're like, you know what, I never want to try cooking again. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That is kind of crazy. Like I, I've luckily, I'll give you a couple stories. <laughs> luckily, those things didn't turn me off from cooking. Uh, when I was sixteen, I was experimenting with rice aroni. Oh. And uh, my buddy and I, Dewan, shout out Dewan Manuel, uh, we put cinnamon in the rice aroni, and it was probably the worst thing I ever had. Well, I also had a very terrible experience, like over salting things. Oh, so like I would make eggs, and they it would be like salt lick textured. You know what I mean? Oof! And I'm just like, <laughs> that does not sound pleasant yeah. at all. And, I, and, and for the longest, like I wouldn't, I didn't really like to cook or didn't want to cook. Mm. Um, the first meal that I ever cooked, my wife was pepper steak. I might have said this on the podcast before, yeah. but oh yeah, <laughs> but it was pepper. It was a little steak with the pepper, and to me, I was like, it was tasty, but. Did also, I, at the same time, I understand why I wasn't. You know, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So, like, funny. like those bad experiences didn't. It didn't. You know, didn't change. Well, it, it kind of changed a little bit, but it, it still. You know, it has the ability, I should say, to derail your trajectory. It's almost like exercise, right? Like, if you have a bad experience with a trainer. Or if you didn't lose the amount of weight that you thought you were going to lose, mm-hmm. it has the ability to set you back. Exactly. And like even jumping right on that point, um, to start with, I would say, you know, um, recipes. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't don't read recipes through. And it kind of goes the same thing, too, with uh, with an exercise plan or, or nutrition plan. Always the first thing you want to do before you start anything is, is look, look it through. You know, is it is it something that you, some a recipe that you know you're capable of doing on your own, or is this a recipe that may require a little more hands? Is this a recipe that requires certain tools out of you or certain appliances? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, same thing with you know, like I said, with exercise. You know, maybe you don't know what a what a push up is, or maybe you don't know what a, a single uh, leg deadlift is, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or it's like RDL, I think is that I see yeah, RDLs. for the longest time. I'm like, what the heck are RDLs? You know what I mean? So it's always important. Uh, first things first is like, you know, if, um, for those of you who like to cook recipes, you know, or, or use recipes to, to cook dinners daily and stuff like that, uh, you know, make sure you read that recipe through first. Very important. Make sure you have all the ingredients, make sure that you have the, the right amounts, the right quantities, because, you know, lo and behold, you know, you're maybe at the part where, you're cooking through without reading it through. And then the recipe says, oh, make sure you marinate overnight. You're like, oh, crap. Yeah. And then you got your kids coming and saying, hey, when's dinner going to be ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. You know what I mean? And, and it just turns into a complete, uh, you know, chaos. So yeah, it's very important. I think that's a huge mistake that that always happens is yeah. uh, not reading a recipe. Re- read it all the way through and ask the questions in advance mm-hmm. prior to getting started. Because once you're knee deep in... And and cooking food, there you you there's no space for anyone to correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and the worst of all, worst of all is 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 the other people, 
you know, I mean, if you're cooking for yourself, for yourself, you know, it's a different story, I guess. Mm-hmm. But if you got kids, you know, and, and then they start going into the hangry mode, like, I don't think no parent wants to deal with like hangry kids or, or other uh, hangry individuals in the house. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. My kids, my kids are horrible. Exactly. So, horrible. exactly. So, Roberto, you have 10 mistakes, right? Oh, like, yeah. Sorry. Is yeah. It, is it 10? 10. So, you have 10 mistakes that people make in the kitchen. Let's share that. Are you ready? Yeah, I kind of mm. shared one. You shared one. <laughs> I kind of went right, into because so. you were like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's number one. So, so tell us what number one is. So the pro- the first one, I guess we could say, is make sure that you read a recipe through. Read a recipe through. We already got that. Yeah. Check. Number two would be using too small of a tool. So meaning, you know, a small carding board for you know a fairly amount, a large amount of onions, I guess you have to say, uh, using a pair of knife to cut a watermelon. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, using a small dough to need a small dough, a small bowl to need, you know, a fairly large amount of dough or something, yeah. stuff like that. Always make sure that using the proper tool for the, for the proper quantities is very important because, uh, talking about efficiency, you know, uh, if you work clean and you and through without making any mess, that's less time you have to take, you know, at the end or, or during to, to clean up after yourself. So I think um, it's very, very important to make sure that you use the right tool for the for the right task. Absolutely. Because the tools that you have available determines what you can and can't do. Right. Exactly. Like you, can't, you can't make spiralized zoodles if you don't have a spiralizer mm-hmm. or in the exercise world. If all you have is a barbell, like it's going to be extremely difficult to do weighted single leg RDLs because a barbell is kind of awkward to do RDLs with. So exactly. So understanding the tools that you have and that that's a very, very valuable tool just because it's, it's what I teach and everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I was about to say, it's kind of like the base premises. It, right? Exactly. Because yeah. we've spoken before about, you know, making sure that you have more tools in your toolbox, but if you don't have those tools, then it limits you as to what you can actually do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yes. All right. Don't, don't, <laughs> Sorry, don't leave like, me hanging yeah, out yeah. here, Chef Roberto. Oh, God. <laughs> don't leave me hanging. <laughs> All right. What's number three? Number three is not prepping your ingredients before starting to cook. So like, you know, for example, going back to say you're following a recipe and you're going down the steps and it's like add onions and you turn over and your onions are not diced or your garlic isn't minced already and stuff like that. Um I'm a huge like believer in in making sure that everything is prepped out as far as like uh, if the recipe says, you know, you need diced tomatoes and you need diced onions and you need sliced peppers. Like I make sure that all that is done before I even like turn on a piece of it, before I even turn on the stove or, or, or pull out my pans or anything like that. My first task at hand is making sure that everything is diced, cut mince whatever it is ready to go so that when i start the cooking process it's just bam 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 sauce and it's ready to go yeah i I noticed that from you too like there's a every time you it's time for you to cook you'll go grab all of the bowls out of of the cupboard making dishes for everybody to clean and you you chop everything up and you put them in their own individual bowls yeah and then you turn on your (laughs) skillet You know, and then you layer things out because they're already there. They're already because it's kind of hard to have, you know, it's it's hard to have softer onions and firmer bell peppers or something like that. Oh, yeah. If you don't have them all diced up, right? Right. You're going to end up with 
something that's mushed or whatever, maybe or not cooked all the way through. So it's very important that you prep. Like I'm thinking about like everything that you say, I think about from an exercise standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. You have to know what equipment you need. Right. You can't advance. just just jump right into a certain exactly. workout. Exactly. I'm kinda thinking about our workouts that we have, right? Like I can't like say from the standpoint where I only have a resistant band, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go and seek out you know the plus choice or the the plus workouts that we have because that requires different equipment exactly. for those certain movements, you know. But even even from a, a a smaller standpoint, if you I write everything up on the board and then I put the things in the areas that I need so that when it actually comes time to doing the workout, we could just run through it. Mm. I don't have to go from set one to set two and figure out what weight I need and what equipment I need. It's already set up and ready for me to go so that I can spin that. And I'm thinking about it like this too. If I didn't do that, I would take a 20 minute workout and turn it into a 45 minute workout. It's so crazy. Like this, this is just clicking in my head right now as far as like workout goes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So it's like, it'll be a 45 minute workout. But if I took five minutes, five to 10 minutes, write it all down Mm -hmm section out the stuff so that I know when I get there, I know exactly what I'm doing. Then I can actually get a 20 minute workout done in 20 minutes. I like that a lot. That actually like relates so much with, with that step. Cause it's, you have everything prepared. It's ready to go. So yeah. when it, that time comes, I'll be thinking, bro. Yeah. I'll be thinking. Yeah. I'll be thinking. All right. For sure. For sure. Moving on. All right. The next one is working with a dull knife. Like Ooh. we all know like, any kind of cut guilty. Anything is bad, but it's a lot worse when it's happened with when it happens with a dull knife. Um, I, I hate to put it in, in this way, but if you really think about it, okay, look, cuts in the kitchen are going to be inevitable. They're going to happen one way or another, but it's best that it happens with a sharp knife because it's a cleaner cut. It's going to heal a lot quicker. There's going to be a lot less blood. Dull knife, you cut yourself. Could be a nice trip to the ER and it may require many stitches. It's happened mm-hmm. to me before. But aside from that, though, uh, <laughs> having a sharp knife in the kitchen is going gonna, is gonna to be very efficient. One, one because you're going to be slicing and dicing through fairly quick because there's not going to be no resistance. And then secondly, you know, um, your cuts are going to be more even. They're going to be, you know, precise. They're going to be accurate. So the cooking times are going to be you know, exact. So if I say, you know, like say a recipe says, you know, it's going to, these onions, these sliced onions are going to be cooked in five minutes. They're going to be in cooked five minutes because each, each onion, you know, is kind of cut to a very similar size because, you know, of your sharp tool that you use to make sure to ensure that happens. So, yeah, I mean, I would say duh, but I won't, I won't patronize anyone like that, <laughs> but it's like that saying, you know, if you have, I'm going to butcher this saying because mm-hmm. I change the times every time I say it. But if you have four hours to chop down a tree, you spend the first three sharpening your axe. Exactly. Because it makes for efficient work. So if you go out there with a, with a dull axe, then you're going to have to put forth 10 times, and I'm guessing, 10 times more energy to chop that tree down than if you were to just take a moment sharpen that knife that that axe or that knife and it makes everything a breeze i have 100 percent seen the value of a sharp knife yes i until chef berto start coming over and schooling me a bit <laughs> there was not a sharp knife in my house no there was i was okay with sawing the hell out of a tomato 
Oh my God. <laughs> Cause I didn't think it mattered. But it wasn't until I we got a set of sharp knives. You brought your sharp knife. Mm-hmm. And everything else that I've seen, like, whoa, like this makes everything freaking easy. Like there's no more of that uh you know how when you cut carrots with a dull knife and you squeeze down and it pops and then the end of the it, carrot just it, it flies off? Snow. Yeah. Yeah. Like that no longer happens. It's just like nice, even, smooth chops. It's cleaner. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost it's, like a new concept yeah, for I'm you. Yeah, like, holy moly. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, so you mean carrots don't fly across the no, room when, they're you, not when you chop them? <laughs> oh, man. That's, that hilarious. was a new thing for me. I didn't know anything well, about that. Yeah. So I learned. With a with a sharp knife, your carrots won't be flung around the room. Imagine, you know, a week later you're sweeping them by. You're like, oh, look, yeah. there's oh, another look, piece I was looking for. Yeah, sweeping up on Sunday. It's like, oh, there's the carrot from last Thursday. Yeah, and it, I mean, of course, you know, you don't necessarily have to also know how to sharpen a knife. There's, you know, there's a lot of services out there that you know you you take. If you take the more knives you take them, the cheaper it is. Um, there's a lot of places I'll do that. You know, you go in there, you drop them off, and you come back later and pick them up. Um, but if you are, uh, you know, do it yourself, or um, I will be be posting a video how to sharpen your own knives. Awesome! Um, so you guys can check that out, and you know, it'll, it'll save you some 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 money for sure. But it is a it is a skill and a technique within its own that's pretty interesting. <laughs> or you could be like me and buy a thousand dollar set of Cutco knives because your son is selling Cutco knives. Hey, those are pretty good, man. And they come with <laughs> a lifetime guarantee or whatever it is. Stuff I thought like I was that talking too. to him yesterday and I was like, I was like, bro, if my knife dulls out in 20 years, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> what is, why is it his fault though? Because he sold me on this whole lifetime. <laughs> I said, if I'm 75 years old, before I die, I'm going to be like, hey, go sharpen my knife. <laughs> well, why, why is it my, why do I have to do it? Because you sold me these dang you old knives. <laughs> <laughs> You're a trip, man. Oh, man, I'd be dying. I'm just saying, like, hey, I'm buying knives that I don't really want because I love him. And they, I bet every if I see a nick on that knife, I'm sending it back. I think please sharpen my knife. They, they'll get they, they get sharpened. I think that's what I liked about them. Like, every yeah, buying it, and I guess that that could actually be a really good tip to to uh, to suggest. You know, if you buy a knife with a with a guarantee as well, like I mean, there you go. Just send it back, and they'll sharpen it for you. I'll put my son's link in the description. <laughs> For real, hit him up. You can reach out to him for some cut coat knives. <laughs> He's going to hit you up. Hey, Dad, I've been getting a bunch yeah, of cuts. exactly codes. right. I'm like, no, nah, nah, that means I need a commission off of your commission. For real. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next tip I have is uh, do not mess with food while it cooks. Oh. Um, you know what I mean? And that... I talk about that as far as like, you know, say like the recipe calls for like a sear, you know, like a good sear requires patience and letting it be a lot of like, just let it be, let it, let it, let it do its thing. Oh my God. <laughs> this guy, hates, but let that. it, let it cook long let enough. <laughs> let, let the things cook long enough. Let those natural sugars of, of, of all these, you know, wonderful ingredients, like, you know, all these wonderful vegetables, the root vegetables carry all that natural sugar. You know, the longer you let these things, you know, cook in a direct heat, you know, they get to be exposed to that brownness and then it gets caramelized and allowing it to do that on a direct heat. You know, you, you, you unlock all these delicious flavors, especially these sweet ones and, and natural 
Uh, you know, it's kind of like what it, what something is supposed to taste like. But it's important just to let it be, let it let it let it cook, let it sear, let it caramelize. You know, don't be so rushed to to keep messing with it. And don't get me wrong, I think for me that had been something that took me so long to kind of discover because it was like. I don't know, it was like a thing of mine to do. Like as soon as it'd get down, I'd be like, oh, flip or turn or, or do this or do that, you know? And it was like, dude, chill out. Let it, let it cook, man. Let the magic, let the magic work or let the science work. I should say it's actually a science. Can we take a break to uh, acknowledge your very descriptive words of food? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, woo, like I promise Sometimes listening to you talk about food sounds like you describing a very attractive female. Interesting. I've heard everything out of your mouth in regards to food from voluptuous. That that's funny. Delectable. Delectable. Okay. A whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, oh man, like these are some <laughs> these are some <laughs> hardcore words. Like you must really be in love. For sure, I, I I guess you could say that a lot. I do. I am in love with food. Are you? I am. That's good. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. That's a that's a really good tip that you just gave, though. Like I can remember, like every time I would cook something, I'd flip it like forty times. Yeah. Mm-mm. Just let it be. And my uncle one time was like, "Boy, you better leave that meat alone for real." How it's gonna cook mean? if you keep moving it? Yep. I, right. I, I, I didn't understand it, but. It's the same thing in uh, in barbecue because I am a barbecue guy. Mm-hmm. And nine minutes, leave it. Yeah. If I'm if I'm gonna sear a steak or something like that, just let it be. Let it sit. Let it cook. If you keep moving it, then it, it doesn't act. It actually cooks unevenly. Really. Hmm. Hmm. I know. I mean, I know. There's like some like techniques behind that where it's like they do suggest you know moving around because of the hot spots and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But that's normally kind of like. Generally, after you let it cook for for a good amount of time, like if I want to sear maybe a steak a little longer or whatever, really get like a nice hard sear, then maybe I'll sear on one side for maybe three minutes, flip it over another three minutes, flip it back over another three minutes, but maybe a different position. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's always like letting it cook for a certain amount of time in yeah. one position. So when you're saying like turning it, leave it alone, it's mm-hmm. like don't flip it around yeah don't be so finicky with it don't fiddle with it like just let it cook for you know at least three minutes minimum and i would even say that's way less but you know food food generally has like natural sugars you know and stuff like that that really need time on direct heat if that's the way you're you're cooking it to really like you know bring out that natural you know sweetness from it so you know letting stuff be on 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 direct heat is always a, a good thing let it don't 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 be afraid to to burn a little bit. You know that little char is a little char is okay. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, there's a, a difference char, between char and burnt. Exactly, char is like that fine line, like where if you take it one more degree over, it is burnt. Yeah, char but, is like burnt ends. But right before when you get it at that point, that perfect point of char, it's like the best flavor you yeah, could ever get. They should get. call burnt ends charred ends because mm. they're not burnt. They should call them char ends. They yeah, because char is ends. not it's not burnt. It's a it's close. It's real close, actually. You, you take it a little bit. I'm telling you, you take it but a little burnt, bit over. I, I look at burnt like no moisture. Mm. I look at charred as a very hard crust around. I when I just think burnt, I just think bitter. Like, oh yeah, it's just that like flavor, too bitter. The yeah, flavor. it's just okay. bitter. I'm you. like, that's it. Like you, I, I mean, there's some places where yeah, maybe burnt works, but 
I, I think I mean, it's more char. I'm going to just go with whatever you say. I'm not a chef. I'm just Gerald. I like do workout stuff. This guy. All right, where are we at? Where All right, at? number six, uh, taking directions too literal. Um, I've, I've, say it, I've say it multiple times, you know, at the end of the day, recipes are guides. You know, they're not like must, must-bes. Uh, so, you know, experiment on your own. Let, you know, kind of work things through. Understand what it means to sweat something for five minutes. They mean sweat it until it's cooked. You know, don't be like, all right, it's been five minutes, next step. You know, and I actually had a, a bad tendency of doing this with uh, with meats a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, because... Let it cook for six minutes. Yeah, like, and, and it was always, like, um, I actually learned this a lot in the kitchen where I was like, you have to, it's not about the time that it cooks. Like, think of the time as a guy. He's like, especially when I was working, like, a meat station, it was like, touch the meat, you know, or gauge the meat real quick so you you kind of get understanding of what medium rare feels like of what medium feels like of what medium well feels like because you know in that environment you don't have time to probe every single one wait a couple minutes see the digested time you know maybe you might need a little more so let's throw it back in another three minutes like no you don't have that time it's like touch touch you have to familiar familiarize yourself with that so you know when you're when you're looking at recipes and like and it says you know cook for five minutes yeah, maybe cook up to five minutes and then check. It might need a little more, you know, or maybe check a halfway point and be like, oh, you know what? This doesn't need the full five minutes. It might may, may need only four minutes, yeah. you know, but don't, don't, don't take those directions too literal. I guess that's what I, what I really mean by it. Because there's a lot of variables too, right? Like, exactly. So, so it's saying five minutes, but you're, it's five minutes for me and my cookware and my mm-hmm. stove. And that's another It may thing not too, actually yeah. be five minutes for your cookware and your stove. So if I'm using a cast iron, it could be five minutes. But if you're using one of those, a, a cheaper version or a more expensive version, that could increase or decrease the time. So, so that's a, that's a really good tip. So yeah, actually, think, oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. That's a really good tip. I think. Uh, being familiar with your own stuff is more important yeah. and use the recipe as a guide, but have an understanding as to what that guide is trying to get you to have. Right. Exactly. So, and I, like I said, everything, everything mm. goes back to exercise. And, uh, and right? I, I love that. I love how we, that correlation. It's, it's it, it, always- it all, it all. So like, if I'm telling you to do pushups to failure, mm. right. Failure is different for me than it is for you, right? So for me, a push-up to failure can be until I can no longer push up via my pectoral muscles, right? Mm. For some people, it could be a core issue. Mm. So if they don't have a strong core and they start to sag in the midsection, then they can no longer do a push-up. So understanding what failure is for you and your situation and your circumstances is way it's it's such a bigger deal than any other variable Mm. right so failure means something different for everyone especially if you're a a, a trainer and you're teaching a group of people failure looks like something different for every single client that you have some of them it could be a mental thing they just don't have the mental capacity to push past a certain you know feel Mm. other people may have core issues I remember for the longest, I used to have like this weird issue with my wrists. Oh, yeah. So when I did did push-ups, like my wrists were hurt. So I would stop because my my wrists were hurt. So there's there's all of these variables. And the key to all of this is to make sure that you know 
your situation, your tools, and your capabilities. So that's a really, really, really good. Yeah. This is crazy that I can probably pull an exercise thing from Fun. every single one that you have. <laughs> that's really awesome. <laughs> the fact that you can do that. Another another tip actually on uh, taking directions to literal like uh, a great example too is like the pasta cook times. I know a lot of us buy the the pasta bags. My my suggestion would be, or my tip for that would be, it's like you look at the cook time. I know a lot of them always say like 10 to 12 minutes. I always go with, or like, you know, they'll give you like that range. I take the lowest number and I stop it there. So say, for example, if the macaroni pasta says cook for 10 minutes, so I'll cook it for 10 minutes. I'll make sure I season my water, of course. And I cook it for 10 minutes and then I turn it off. I shut it off and then I, I, I let it rest in the actual cooking water for an additional two minutes so that that softer heat, you know, kind of finishes cooking it through almost mm-hmm. that perfect al dente and then, you know, strain it out. Or if, say, like I'm making a pasta dish, that would be like my technique for like a pasta salad, right? Because I want to cook it al dente and keep it there. Yeah. But if I'm going to be, say, making like a pasta, like a pasta alfredo or a tomato sauce or whatever, I would stop it at the early stage, right? At those 10 minutes, drain the water out, save some liquid. And then add that to the sauce and then kind of cook the pasta cook in the sauce in the sauce so that yeah, yeah. you don't cook it all the way through in the big pot. Back in the day, I was taught that you're supposed to take out a noodle and throw it up against the wall. Yeah. If it sticks, then it's done. If it's not, you got to keep cooking. Yeah. And my, I remember my chef instructor debunked that for us first day. He's like, I don't want to see nobody's like, first ones I see, I'll make sure I get you guys kicked out of my class. We <laughs> chef. <laughs> Dang. No, <laughs> no, none of that, huh? No. None of that. I understand. Yeah, that's funny. All right, what's next? Next one, it would be overcooking. Um, understanding that that overcooking happens because uh, you uh, you don't take carryover cooking in consideration. Oh, okay. Um, so you know you know how I stress that a lot about resting. That's kind of what it is. Is understanding the reason you want to rest is because you know there's carryover cooking. I'm hearing exercise in this. Oh, oh! Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, think of it like this. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Every time, so like having this idea that you, every time you go to the to the gym, you need to be sore, or you need to work up a sweat, or you need to do all of these things, mm-hmm. right, to make you feel like you've been working out. All of that is a is false. It's straight up false. Exercise is a continuous thing. And the goal is to is to do enough so that you can do the next thing, right? Mm. So, in regards to what you're saying, if you overcook your noodles, then your noodles won't be worth a damn when you mix them with the, the with the hot spaghetti sauce, right? It's gonna be just, you know just mush, saying? broken up exactly. noodles. It's not even gonna. Hold it's gonna together. be paste, right? And that's the exact same thing when you work out too much or you work out too hard, your body can't actually sustain it. And obviously, those levels are different as we discussed before, but you're not going to be able once this comes it comes time to doing the next workout you're going to be mush mm. and your body won't be able to withstand the next day's workout and then that's how you get into this pattern of like working out really hard and then being super duper sore and then not being able to work out for 2 weeks because you're just too sore and too achy like Roberto was a few weeks ago doing yeah. wind sprints and then oh, he couldn't do anything for right. a week and a half so it's it's important to Pull yourself from the water, the hot boiling water or exercise in enough before. time, a little bit before you max out, unless that is the effort at that particular time. 
so that you can be prepared for the next step. Nice. That, I like Ooh. that. Damn, that was good, dude. That was that was fucking great. That was a good fist one. Bump. That was good. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I got that shit we said. Fist bump. Boom. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's actually an excellent point because again, with with the same thing with cooking, I feel um, you know, some people are always put off of cooking because of, of certain textures. Yeah. You know, and I feel that some 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 of those can be alleviated by uh by cooking, you know, cooking things at, at when they need to be cooked. I'm sorry. Let me let me say that again. Um, it's cooking things at the right temperature and then realizing when they need to be pulled out so that you you retain what you want to retain from that. Like I'm not a fan of mushy broccoli. Like I despise overcooked broccoli. It is a big pet peeve of mine. Same thing with asparagus. Oh, yeah. I I see brown asparagus and I just I am judging. I don't care. Oh. I am. This is it's it's unacceptable. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like. It's something really great, but people are always put off of it because it's overcooked. That's how I am with cauliflower. And that's another one, too. I mean, overcooked cauliflower. There's, I guess it depends. It depends well, with overcooked if, cauliflower. If, you, if, you, if you're going to overcook cauliflower, it needs to be mush. But don't give me overcooked pieces of cauliflower. If you're mm. going to mush it into like some sort of mashed cauliflower, because I refuse to call it mashed potato cauliflower or something that's not... <laughs> effing potatoes so it is mashed cauliflower Mm. that's different that's that was the technique right right uh but if you're going to give me like a whole piece pieces of cauliflower that are mushy mm, we got a problem yeah it's like it's like dog food almost Mm. that's why you do it you do a little recipe a little homemade recipe for your dog that's right yeah i do that's why you're like (laughs) it looks like dog food yeah and everybody else is like what my dog no i I put my dog's food in the crock pot once a week. It's pretty dope, actually. Yes, what? I'll give you the recipe real quick. Chicken breasts, canned tomatoes, sweet potatoes, brown rice, squash, zucchini, a little bit of bouillon, water, carrots. Oh, that's right. Carrots. And carrots, yeah. And then I cook it down to where it's really mushy, and then I turn it into like a... Like almost like a pate, or yeah, like pate, yeah. right? Because that's yeah. like the whole like you can see the chicken, but like you can still see up. the shredded chicken. There's some in there pieces and of vegetable kind of still yeah. intact, some of it mushed yeah. up. But it's so. way better because I my thing was when I first got her, I was like, we bought a bunch of canned dog food, mm-hmm. and I opened up the can and I almost threw up, and I was like, ain't I, no way. Yeah, like if you do a, this, a I don't want to smell it if I have to feed it. <laughs> yeah, B, I wouldn't eat it, so I'm not gonna expect her to. Mm. I like and that's now she's, she's so bougie. Now, if you put some canned dog food out there, then she probably she goes, mm, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I shall not eat that. It's funny, Where? too, because it's like looking at the dog, I totally see you're talking like that. Where is my spread? <laughs> this is not what I eat. I shall go on a hunger strike. <laughs> Dude. I shall not eat until you give me my spread. <laughs> I think that's what I do. That's what, oh my that's God, what she, she is, don't she? She looked like she She looked like, like she talked like that. That's what's even funnier She's about an it. old bougie poodle. Oh, my God. You know, it reminds me of all, all the stereotypical poodles where they, like, walk on their tippy toes. She's not like that, though. <laughs> For real. <laughs> well, what's next? Um, but, yeah, that's uh, overcooking. Overcooking is a, is, I'm sorry, carry overcooking is a real thing. So, make sure you pull stuff out that? a little bit more. That we're at, this was number seven. Seven? Yeah. I think. We got three more. I think we got three more. We got three more. All right, go ahead. All right. 
Um, number eight is uh, getting distracted. I Ooh. think a lot of people uh, get distracted, and that usually always leads to uh, burnt things, overcooked things, stuff like that. So make sure that uh, you are distracted free. And that means, I mean, if you can multitask, if you're used to doing that, like by all means, do it. I'm not saying don't do it, but just be sure that maybe, for example, if you're clarifying butter or something like that, you put a timer for it, like put a five minute frequent timer so that five minutes go off, you know, oh, that's actually a timer for me to go check up on this. You go check. Oh, it's still good. I think maybe it might need 10 more minutes. You put a 10 minute timer, you know what I mean? Or other yeah. things you're cooking, your chicken or, or you're cooking pork chops or whatever it is, you know, something that maybe requires a little bit longer time to cook. You just put a timer for a little bit before so that it just lets you know, like constantly check it. Cause by doing that with time, you're going to remove that timer from, from your vicinity. And it's going to be almost like kind of mental that kind of brings awareness in my opinion to to you as far as like you know kitchen um stuff in the kitchen cooking goes no, you know it's that. gonna it's gonna kind of create like a little habit in your brain where it's like you just you you kind of start filling out what five minutes feels like so that you know like every five minutes you just casually go and check up on something and and that's like one of those things that I or do you set an alexa practice. timer or an alexa timer that's what i do alexa you go. set a timer for seven minutes boom and then you come and you do something else right oops You better tell her to cancel it. My bad. Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, cancel that timer. Oops. I knew she was going to do that. Because she real. listens. That's great. So it's funny. I'm going to tell you two stories real oh, quick about that. Do it. One, almost burned my dad's house down because I was distracted. So I, I was going to fry something. I don't remember exactly what it was. I was about 16 years old. Shit. And I put the oil in the pan, mm. turned the heat on. I went to the bathroom real quick. As I was coming out of the bathroom, I seen something on the TV. Oh, I don't even remember what was on the TV. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no, Five seconds later, I would like to say, it was probably more like 15. Jesus. The smoke detectors start going off. So I run back into the kitchen because obviously I knew that that meant there was a problem. Something's ready. (laughs) So I run back into the kitchen and then. Nothing but fire. Oh, Lord. Fire burnt. It burnt the bottom of the cabinets. Oh, man. Oh, he was, my my old man was upset. Ah, Upset. And yeah. So yeah, don't get distracted. Yes. Or you might burn your house down. How about See, that? that, that that's a, a prime example of what I mean about getting distracted. It may seem a little like far-fetched, but- It is not far-fetched. It's, it's just, it's something simple. Like it's really, it's one of those things that like, I mean, a a kitchen accident could really, uh, turn really bad real quick. If, if you really, um, you know, don't pay attention to the things that you really need to pay attention to. Especially if you don't have a a base understanding. Like, like when you wrote that article about smoke points, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. And then because of the oil I was using, it was very sensitive. It caught fire pretty fast. Mm. So it had, if I was only gone 15 minutes, it had to have caught fire really fast to be big enough to burn the bottom of the cabinets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And go through that process of heating that heat up to fire. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you got to be mindful. You got to be aware of what's going on. Exactly. Uh, and then secondly, my, obviously got oh, right. to this back to exercise, right? I see this in the gym all the time. Really? Yeah. Guy who picks up dumbbells does a set of 10 pulls mm. out his phone and then searches through facebook for 25 minutes yeah like you're messing it up you're messing it up because look at it like this okay 
cooking is a process, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just get off the boat, right? With some things, so like, but yeah. But you can't sear a steak okay. and then just put it off to the side. For how long? For 20 minutes and let it just sit there. Uh, you start it, losing- uh, You start losing you start some of that quality, stuff that you're working just, for, right? right? That's the same thing that happens in the gym. You can't just take 20 minutes off because you're losing some of the stuff that you're working for. Mm. That you're working towards, right? That you're going to have to actually kind of go back to. Because if you take a steak off, if you're searing a steak and you take it off and set it off to the side for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you almost have to re-sear that thing again to bring it back up. Yeah. And then and then at that point, I mean, you know, the first initial sear cooks it already this much. So then exactly. the next sear is still cooking from that direction. So you're probably like maybe exactly. all that moisture is getting. Exactly. Oh, so man, think of it like exercise is the same thing. So you started your warm up so that you can get to a place that you can do this exercise. And then you take a 20 minute break in the middle of it. You are going to have to go back to some point hmm. to work yourself back up. But you still have built up this accumulative fatigue. Mm. Right from the first part of the workout, so it's very important, even in workouts, to be consistent and not get distracted. Do what you came there to do and get out of there. Um, that happens a lot, even if you go with a workout buddy or whatever it may be, or you're psyching yourself up for too long, or you're taking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like wait, baby. <laughs> like wait, <Lightweight>. baby. <laughs> Shout out to Ronnie Coleman. Hey. But uh, yeah, you gotta, you want to make sure that you. And I, I think that if people eliminated the distractions and everything else you'd find that you can get a lot of exercise done in a 20 minute time span same thing with cooking. our, our workouts at plus one are 20 minutes for that reason they are very 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 specific mm-hmm. however if you take too long of a break in between your amrap which is as many reps as possible then you're not going to get the the full impact of what you mm. could in 20 minutes Interesting. That's crazy, right? Yeah, same thing with cooking. Like some people think it to be a very long process, but if you're in there and you just, like I said, like if you chop your vegetables, you know, you put it, you do things in certain order and organize. Like it, it's a twenty minute process. It really, really is. Absolutely. So, all right, we're number nine, seasoning things through, and I think a lot of people don't understand this concept a lot, but seasoning as you go. Um, when I cook. You know, I, I like to start like I do it in layers. I'd be like aromatics. And then depending on what I'm trying to achieve, I'll either be like cook, cook the meats with aromatics or start cooking other vegetables with aromatics. But it's always been like aromatics, either protein or vegetable season. The next layer season, the next layer season, and then, you know, let it cook and then taste too throughout. Do I need to season this next layer? Because maybe I might have added too much seasoning the layer before. That could kind of help season the the layer that I'm the next layer that I'm getting ready to add on. You know, when I mean by layers, I mean, you know, how how Gerald explained earlier before, like I'll add my onions first because I know that I want I want those to be a lot softer. Then I'll add my peppers next because I want the peppers to kind of retain some sort of texture. They're gonna cook, but not all the way through. And then maybe I'll add my leafy greens at the end because all I want them to do is just kind of warm through. You know, so that's what I mean by layers, like each one of those layers, I'm adding salt or pepper because I'm making sure that those each individual things are seasoned. And then on top of that, as individuals, as they're seasoned, they also start uh, marrying with each other a lot smoother, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I have nothing for that one. No. As far as it goes for exercise. I was like, I need to something good. I have but, nothing. Uh, please don't season yourself in the gym. That's not, <laughs> that's not what we need you to do. <laughs> 
And we do not need you to season yourself in the gym, okay? So, like, I heard these guys talking about seasoning in the gym, bringing <laughs> some, salt. It's some dude in a squat rack <laughs> just sprinkling salt on himself. Oh, I'm so seasoned. <laughs> Please don't do that. We have to put a disclaimer now. <laughs> disclaimer. Please do not sprinkle salt on yourself in the squat racks. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean that I think that stands for itself. Yeah. Like I think you have to season and taste and everything else. Exactly. That's another thing. I never taste. used to taste anything. I used to just do my thing. Mm. And I well, yeah, but that's exact, exactly that, though. Make sure that's another thing, too, like you're, you're tasting throughout because um, that also tells you if you need a season at that moment or not. I find it more like it's I find it detrimental for you to really season while things are cooking because adding salt at the end while things are done cooking, you get like the actual salt flavor. Like when you taste something like, you know, like when you sprinkle salt over something and then eat it right away, like you kind of know that you it's salt, it's salt you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain. It has, that, like, that really powerful, potent right. salt taste in pieces, and it's not it's not salt, like it's not blended with throughout exactly. the Exactly. I, I got you. So that's that's why I, I do firmly believe that you have to taste throughout and season throughout because it's a lot. It's more beneficial to your food if you season while it's cooking so that you get more flavor out exactly. of it. I understand that because the sushi restaurant down the street that I like to go to, mm-hmm. the old cook would never salt the uh, the fried rice. Mm. So I had to sprinkle salt throughout it. They used probably like soy though, no? Like soy sauce. It wasn't salty at all. So I had ah. to sprinkle it on throughout the entire thing. And it was like some some spoonfuls had enough salt. The mm. other ones didn't. Or it was too much. So it was never a, a balance. It was just all over the place. Uh, so salt your stuff. Uh, sushi Wow, please put salt <laughs> in the rice. Prior to, so that it's a more pleasurable experience for me. It's interesting, you. interesting you say that though, because you really, I mean, I guess you really can't hate on them for that because that's okay. kind of like a Japanese style. Of I can hate on whoever <laughs> I want, Chef Roberto. I, I mean, you got to understand the concept. You got to understand, like, I don't need to the understand Japanese, anything. like, they, they like to season with soy. You I know? am paying like, they're a money. Lighter on- <laughs> I am paying money to get food. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't care what that is. I don't need to know anything. I don't need to take a Japanese history cooking <laughs> course to understand why my my chicken fried rice isn't freaking salted oh, enough. Put salt in it. Put some Damn it. salt. Ah, <laughs> is chicken fried rice Japanese? No, but you had it at a Japanese place at so, a sushi restaurant. I, you know, what I mean, I'm sure they stick the same style of cooking to everything they do there. I, I don't. I'm, I, I don't, don't know. know. Nah. I don't know. Anyway, last but not least, we have preheat things through, meaning preheat. Preheat. So whether if the if the if you, if if it requires for you to use your oven, make sure that you let it preheat all the all the way through up oh. to the time that it needs to, or the temperature gotcha. that it needs to be. Uh, if it's a skillet, if it's a pan, if it's whatever, and you needs to be hot. You got to make sure it gets hot. You can't just, you know, use a cold pan. You can't just throw stuff in a cold oven. Like, let things get hot that need to get up. So it's not it's not beneficial to let the temperature come up with your food there. I, some things, some things you you might you know but you might need to call for preheating. But if a recipe preheating. calls for preheating, right, and say you forget, I would not recommend. Like, say that the the recipe says preheat your oven at three seventy five. You start doing everything else and you can get ready to go into the oven and the next thing you realize, oh shoot, I didn't turn on my oven. 
you turn it up to 375 and then you throw your casserole in there and close the door. No. Big no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Because that you're going to apply that time to cook it through, right? So think about it like this. Okay. So you put the casserole in from zero degrees. Okay. It comes up to 375. But as it's coming up to 375, it's cooking through. It's kind of cooking gotcha. through. And then when you get to that 375 mark, what are you going to do? You're going to start the cooking process oh, to what the recipe your, says. Your so the time. recipe says 10 minutes. I'm banging on the table. Oh, sorry. Bro. It says 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like so passionate about it. I'm like, I no, see. you're wrong. I'm like, jeez. Ah. I got to scoot over a little bit. I don't want you to attack me. You don't do that. All right. Just don't All right, do damn. it. But you, you, you know you what I mean? You need an though? explanation. I just told you not to. I'm the chef. <laughs> All right, dang. That'd be abusive. I actually had a friend actually told me a good idea would be and stay tuned for this i want to get some of my chef buddies and kind of debunk a lot of these like kitchen myth questions oh, i have a whole stuff. bunch of them so that'd be pretty cool but i have um, a whole bunch of, of myths like the noodle one mm, that was one uh yeah that's right is this thing does this really work when you put your fingers and th- your four fingers onto your thumbs to determine the the softness of it's a great it's a great place to start, but does it really determine? I mean, it's it's it kind of goes back to what, what we if saying. I have, if I had really strong hands exactly or long fingers, it could, it's all going to be different. <laughs> it kind of goes to how you say when like the lab tests of the rats, like we're not oh, rats, yeah, exactly. right? Like this but it may is be not a good what we're indicator. Eating. This is not what we're cooking, but it's still a good indicator. But it's a still good indicator, gotcha. exactly. So, I understand that, but yeah, I mean, make sure you preheat things through. Make sure if the pan needs to be super scorching hot. Make sure if the oven needs to be up to a certain temperature. Just make Make sure you let those things happen because usually a lot of things could always go wrong. A lot of sticking, you know, you yeah. wonder why things get stuck that they're not supposed to, why things look different that they're not. Usually sometimes it's Oh like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just made me think about like, you know how like, this is going to be super weird and I may be the only person in the world that this happens to. You might be surprised. But like, you know how you get in a shower and you turn the shower on hot and you stand in the same spot? Yeah. And then you go to take a step and your feet stick to the bottom of the shower pan. How hot is that fucking water? I mean, how hot is that water? I'm just saying, (laughs) I I, I like it scorching. It's like a steam shower. So I'm like, no, that that doesn't happen to you? I mean, I'm a a cold shower. I know know somebody. I mean, in the morning, yeah, but at night, absolutely not. Hot shower all the way. Get you right to sleep. But I I can't be the only person that this has happened to. I think that isn't that kind of similar. What happens is like there's a there has to be like a little bit of like acclimation for the cold shower pan and the bottom of my cold feet, right? Mm. To be in contact with each other, and then the shower pan or the shower floor being heated up by the hot water coming down, but there's still this expanding of my of the, of the skin of my foot and the tile on the ground. Right, so that when I go to move, it's like peeling it off. Huh? I don't know. Maybe I just went off on a tangent. Let's the the only thing I can think of as far as like food goes, there is this thing called like meat glue. I don't know if you heard it. It's like this like yeah. powder. Yeah, uh, mono transinglutin. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I just know it's meat glue. But that's that's how they make. Uh, they take all the cuts. That's how actually how they take all the yeah. parts of whatever is left over of the animal, and they mix it with the meat glue to make uh, hot dogs. Oh yeah, there you go. I thought hot dogs were like just a bunch of mashed up stuff, and then it just is. like cooked and then piped into a. Yeah, but they they also you got to have some sort of like binder. Yeah, binder. Mm, that's their binder and cure. Ooh. It's actually a, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to go off on a tangent too far, but if I'm not mistaken, it is actually a cure. 
Je ne sais pas, dude. I don't know. I don't right. know how much I mean. Before we get off in that tangent and but everybody yeah. get in our comments talking about we don't know what we're talking about. For real. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> but yeah, those were, that was it. That was number 10 is uh, preheat everything. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of... Uh, oh, there's so many more, but... There's a lot of mistakes that that we see in, in the kitchen. And I think, the, the like we said before, the goal is for you to be able to be more efficient with your time in the mm-hmm. kitchen. We understand a lot of us, we have families, we have responsibilities. We don't have time to spend two hours in the kitchen to cook one dish. So we want to be more efficient. So these steps that Chef uh, Berto gave us is to help you be more efficient make meal times pleasurable yes. so that don't you can dread en- them so that you can enjoy your meals you can do all of these things and 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 and, and provide a service to yourself and your family because clearly you're gonna have to cook if you're if you're trying to be on top of it, unless you have a, a a ton of money and you're able to cater in healthy foods and more power to you my friends and that's great but for the rest of us you, you have to learn to be more efficient you have to learn to be more efficient in the kitchen and you have to learn what you are capable of doing. Yes. You may not want to do everything that Chef Berto does. <laughs> I don't because I see him sometimes yeah. and I'm like, I don't I don't want that meal to be that complicated. I just want to eat three eggs and a slice of toast. But I can't do that with him. <laughs> he walks in <laughs> like, and he starts pulling this. stuff out and chop. I don't want to chop anything. Sometimes I just want this. So. There, there has to be mm-hmm. a balance between being lazy and being efficient, being a super chef and just being a decent home cook. So we have to blend all of those ideas together. And that's hopefully what we that you're able to take these 10 steps and be able to apply them to your cooking adventures. So with that being said, we know this podcast has been long, but. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. As always, all of the descriptions and everything will be in the the, the the show notes. We'll also have a have this posted onto the blog as well. Go to www.plusonecommunity.com. Ask us any questions that you have or whatever it may be, and we will catch you on the next show. See ya. Thank you for listening to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by plusonecommunity.com. We hope you learned something valuable to allow you to get a little bit healthier, have a little more fun for a little while longer. And if you did, be sure to share this with your friends, family, and colleagues. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think if you are inclined to do so. Thank you again. Take care and remember, if you are a person like us, we see you. Ciao.